Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And this time next week, we will finally be recording our first regular season episode for doing the preview for the Michigan versus Florida game. We're almost there, but not quite. It's been a long wait. And uh, you know something else that has uh, been a long wait that doesn't happen nearly as often as Michigan football does is the solar eclipse. Oh, yeah. And so I got to ask you, are, are you blind, Craig? Were you blinded by the light? No, I for a split second after you just said that, I thought you were going to play that Bonnie Tyler song. You know, well, actually, I was I explaining. Queued up. Yeah, I thought you were going to have it queued up and ready to go, and I was literally going to stop and say, I quit. I'm done with the Blue Brothers. I'm out of here. Oh, well, that's that's a little bit disappointing because I was actually trying to do that, and that was that technical difficulty I was telling you that I had. That's one of those songs where in the 80s where I grew up, it seemed like, I think it's like a five-minute song, but it feels like it's like 15 minutes. It just keeps going on and on and on. You know those like long songs. That's oh, yeah. what. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will have to say this. Um, I have never seen the music video before. Good. Uh, trying to watch, but trying to play it here tonight, and now that I've seen just a part of it. Yeah. I. I feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's got all the '80s elements, doesn't it? That hazy light. Um, the big hair, the big hair, the flowing uh, wind on the on the dress or whatever, and garments and a white garment. I think she's wearing a white dress. I don't know, but it's yeah. It's, well, yeah. I mean, that's that's typical '80s. But then some of the other stuff that's in there, I'm just like, what? I don't right. even. I don't even know. I I feel dumber having watched it, but. Uh, <laughs> And it's back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Waste a little bit of time in my life, but um, did you uh, were you able to see it? Did you have any of those glasses or? Well, we had one pair. Neighbor down the street gave it to us, which is really cool of her, and we were able to share it. So yeah, my lunchtime, I took a late lunch, was able to watch it, and it was pretty cool. I mean, have to admit, uh, the cool part is watching the sun go a little bit, you know. Uh, a little bit down or it got a little bit darker, which was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, all in all, it was pretty interesting to see. So and came quick, though. Yeah, I did not notice it getting any darker. Now, I wasn't out there for too awful long to go see it. Um, but I was kind of expecting to see a notice, uh, somewhat noticeable change. But where <clears throat> I was at, I don't know if it was because it was – slightly overcast or what but i didn't notice any or much of a change my dad actually went to some major place in kentucky that was supposed to be one of the best places to watch it um and he was there for the day and he does photography stuff so he took some pictures and he commented on how it did get pretty dark but still had that um 
don't know. There was still a decent amount of light, uh, so it wasn't really like nighttime, but uh, he thought it was pretty cool. He said it was one of those unique experiences, and so he was glad to do it. But it was, he said it was, it came and went so fast. I mean, if any any of you, <clears throat> some of our listeners probably were in that line where they got to see it themselves, but if you see any of the videos and everything, you see how quickly it passes. I mean, that was fast. Yeah, that was impressive. And they, I was on, I was at home. I was able to see Clemson University. Uh, there, they were in totally in line with it being dark, and so obviously Clemson won in the national championship last year. So they get this really cool experience too of seeing this uh, total eclipse. And it was pretty amazing that you're right. It it was one minute it was light out there, and all of a sudden within a second it was dark really dark you couldn't even see really a lot it looked like nighttime and it was really cool to watch them all in darkness and then all of a sudden they they picked back up but it was really quick but i got to see on the twitter and some of the other things that you and i on social media which is really cool some of those images that people captured was really cool yeah some time lapse stuff and everything like that so unique experience i mean uh the next one i don't really I do not claim to know really that anything about science or astrology or anything, but the next one apparently is not that far away in like 2024 or something like that. So I thought it was kind of weird that there was, what was that? I think the last one was like the sixties or the forties or something like that. And now this one, the next one's only going to be what, seven years away or something. So I don't know. Yeah. The last one was, I think I was just back in 78, 79, I think, and it wasn't a full one it was it wasn't full on total but uh, i remember as a kid watching that so that was pretty interesting but um yeah i mean i didn't look up i'll tell you that i wanted to but i didn't yeah that's why i was checking to see if you're blind or anything i know i've heard different stories from different people that they saw some unintelligent um moves by different people that they saw in public doing yeah non-intelligent things so figured <laughs> i'd ask because yeah. no, no, knowing you and some of the foolish things that you do I, I had to ask and see if you were one of those people hey you know like i say i'm getting old man i got to keep these eyes as long as i can so yeah, yeah. yep for sure and especially with the the line of work you're doing you don't really want to do that yep so yep. and I use our eyes quite a bit. So, yeah, but uh, we'll go ahead and move along and we will get into football talk here as it is the last episode of us off season here coming up. Man, that feels good to say that though that that this is the last episode of the off season before we jump head on into things next week. Wow. Finally there finally there's going to be some football and there will be uh now just because next weekend is the opening weekend for uh Michigan football, there is going to be college football this weekend. So you get like a little little teaser this weekend where you get to enjoy some college football it's definitely not the same as michigan football 
But you get that little uh, preview here coming up this weekend with, well, I think there's like four games or something like that. I know I'll be watching some of it, so that'll be exciting. But Michigan football is what we're all about. So there has been some new stuff this week. And I know, Craig, you have a little more information about this than I do. But there was an unexpected announcement. Well, I don't even know if it was an announcement or uh, information that came out this week about a transfer that will be happening at Michigan uh, where someone is actually transferring away from the university. Uh, Craig, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, Keith Washington, uh, he's a... Six foot two, 170 pound. He's, I think he's a sophomore, so he's got a little bit of playing time. He's going to be transferring away. We don't know yet. Uh, I, I assume he's going to be going back to Alabama area, so probably UAB or something like that to play. Um, but he's going to transfer. I think you know, he's going to do that. That the possibility of him going to UAB that he'll be able to get some playing time more um yeah it comes at an odd time especially when you know we were just saying talking about the secondaries kind of up in the air at this time where we're not exactly sure who's going to be playing at you know certain safety positions in the corner so um yeah a little bit a little bit shocked at the timing of this especially right before we're talking not even a week out of playing the florida gators and uh, I think there were some, even a little bit of rumors, little things going around that, you know, that Keith Washington might've been able to slip in and get that job. And now it just looks like that to me, you know, there's a lot of talk I heard and he quoted this saying, you know, he, you know, something God and, um, wanted to do and he did that and, you know, we wish him the best of luck. But I, to me, I just feel like. There might have been something else there that possibly that, you know, he didn't want to compete and he shouldn't have competed. He should have maybe won the job that maybe some of the other incoming freshmen, other guys that are just might be much better and that he shouldn't have to compete with them since he is a, in a way, a veteran of the team, even though he hasn't had that much playing time. But uh, that seems to be my take on it, that he probably wasn't uh, doing as well as uh, some of the other guys that, um, and given Zordich coming out, the defensive uh, coach or defensive back coach um, saying that he wasn't happy with what's going on in the corner positions in the secondary. And just maybe that's why he transferred. So there might be a lot of variables in this, but uh, you know, that's the way it goes. We've got to move on. Yeah, that was definitely surprising to uh, hear about. I don't think anyone was really prepared for that, and it kind of came out of left field. And exactly like, like you said, um, most surprising is probably when it happened. So um, that is uh, currently going on this week. Uh, it came up and uh, was a big topic that people were discussing. Something else that has been talked about here for a little while um, is – Another transfer, not someone transferring away from Michigan and actually not somebody transferring to Michigan, but there was rumors that he was going to go to Michigan, and that was the offensive lineman uh, DeLance, who during his recruiting, I got asked about this, so I'm kind of bringing it up in case anybody else had any other questions with it because uh, there's it's kind of a twofold how this applies to Michigan. <clears throat> 
Um, he got recruited. It was kind of down to he's an offensive lineman. He was recruited by Texas and Michigan, and it was kind of down to those two, and he decided to go to Texas, but then he has since decided to transfer from Texas, so there was a big um, anticipation that he would transfer to Michigan then since that was uh, kind of next on his list, but he is actually going to be going to Florida. So that was asked of, it was asked of me if I had any information or knew if there was confirmation about when he would be able to play and because he's transferring and everything he will not be playing in 2017 that is part of that rule where he will be sitting out and he will not be playing until 2018. So a little irony there where depending on how things go if things go as we anticipate on the second watch uh watching Michigan play Florida and maybe him realizing that he could have been going and transferring to the other team. So, yeah, especially when he picked Florida over Michigan. So he was more than likely going to come here and then he chose Florida. I mean, not Florida, but chose uh, Texas and then went decided to go to Florida. So yeah, a little bit of irony. You're right. So, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I just thought that was kind of, Interesting, and uh, looked up that information there. But yeah, he will he will not be doing anything as far as playing time uh, this year. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm looking through what we were talking about. What uh, didn't you have another uh, conversation topic? Oh, uh, the Florida coach. Oh yeah, uh-huh. there we go. Yeah, we'll talk about that now since we're talking about Florida. Yeah, just uh, Florida coach coming out saying. I don't know. I'm maybe taking it out of context, saying he's pretty much going to whip our butts. Yeah, uh, I almost. So yeah, it's not exactly, and I'll try to look up here to see exactly. But he was saying they were going to beat the heck out of Michigan. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Cool. All right. I might be paraphrasing, but let me quote what he said: "We're heading to Dallas here in a couple weeks to go beat the heck out of Michigan." And then he said, and then come back to you guys. Thanks. Yeah, because he was talking about the uh, talking to the students. Right. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I don't know if he would. Now, I, I saw the quote before I saw exactly what it was for. And it's one of those things where, like, okay, are you trying to get your team excited and your students excited? Or are you one of those people that's trying to um, – draw Jim Harbaugh out into a banter or saying something. And I think you said it, Craig, or maybe it was somebody else where is just, is this just a ploy to get um, Jim Harbaugh to to say something so that you can try to use it for motivation for your team. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, if I'm not mistaken, usually whenever Jim Harbaugh goes out and says something, it's not. It's usually when it's pertaining to someone that they're he's not going to be playing. Right. Like yeah. I can't. I'm trying because he talked about um, Georgia um, previously, and he's talked about Nick Saban and some of the things that he said, and he talked about the Florida State tight ends coach after the game was done. So it's not. It's not really his. Um, rep sheet to talk trash before a game 
Uh, I, I mean, unless I'm mistaken, unless there's something that you can think of, because he's even said in the past, you know, we'll let the play on the field essentially uh, dictate things. And so if if Jim McElwain is trying to get something out of Harbaugh, I think uh, I think he's going to fail at that. Well, yeah, and a lot of coaches actually failed at doing that <laughs> when they talk kind of smack like that towards Harbaugh. So, yeah, I don't know if this is locker room talk or if it's just something like you would do at a, you know, at a rally at a inside a high school gymnasium talking to your guys. You know, then I can understand. Yeah, you want your coach to get all fired up and stuff. You know, a little bit is a little bit strong i don't know i i don't see much in this i know people are going to use this quote and use it against him if we when we do beat him but uh uh but it is pretty funny headlines and you know what and if a coach says pretty much anything to his in to his uh players and in a setting like that it's going to get quoted and then get to the press and the media and the social networking and it gets around and then people will use it as um bait and get them and and get it going and you know and, and that's the way the day and age we live in so it's nothing new to me so when i saw it, i was like well you know what there you go i think any coach probably would have said the same thing so yeah yeah it's absolutely one of those things i mean first of all i mean it's this game it's it really is anybody's game so it's not one of those things where it's just like oh there's no way that they're gonna win but it, you know you Coaches always do that where you're going to go in there and you're going to talk about how you can win the game and everything. I mean, we could be playing like, you know, a Division Two team and they're going to go and they're talking like that uh, because you got to pump everybody up. And <clears throat> so it's not like he said we're going to be the heck out of them. I, I, I mean, it kind of makes you laugh and chuckle a little bit because considering last time how things went with the 41 to 7. Yeah. blow up by Michigan but I mean yeah I I think I'm kind of with you where it's essentially one of those things where it's a rally you're there to pump people up you're going to say some stuff and you're going to uh inflate it a little bit or is he inflating it because hey you know what he's got he's got a world of trouble because well not a world of trouble but he's got a quarterback situation that is not near where they even know i don't even i don't even think the players know what quarterback's going to start is it zaire is it going to be um felipe franks is it going to be i don't know del rio jack del rio's son i think um and then you're missing what seven players that are suspended you get callaway and telfort and davis and smith and jones and miller and maybe he is going to extreme of talking this way to beef up his team to get them pumped up to say hey we're still going to come out and whip their butts even though your quarterback situation isn't um finalized and you got some of your best players suspended so maybe he's just going all the way all out getting his guys pumped up and this is the way he's doing it so yeah yeah no yeah that's not um totally out of the question and everything so it's not too surprising to see that something was said, but, you know, we're watching things closer with Florida, obviously, because they're coming up with our first game and everything. So um, kind of speaking with Florida and uh, one of the key matchups of the, uh, I can't, I want to call the opening weekend of football, but it's not. 
the week, but it's technically kind of week one. It's Michigan's week one. I'm confused on exactly what to clarify it as, but anyways, some of the it is one of the bigger games for that weekend. I mean, you've got the Alabama, F, uh, Florida State, and some other ones uh, for some. That's a top ten matchup, and then you've got other top twenty five matchup, which is actually Michigan with the AP poll uh, preseason being released. Michigan at eleven and Florida at seventeen. So there's you a top 20 matchup there uh, for the Michigan-Florida game. But talking about the rankings, like I said, Michigan ranked at 11. I'm going to ask you here in a minute, Craig, what your thoughts are on that. But uh, something else that there was a graphic that was put out by, I think it was SB Nation maybe. Somebody put it out. They put it out. No, it's uh, Reddit College Football. Uh, they put out a graphic of all the voters for the AP and how they voted and everything like that. So to put it in a little bit of perspective, uh, I went ahead and grabbed the highest ranking for Michigan and the lowest ranking. So there was one person who ranked, who voted Michigan all the way up to the sixth spot, so at the number six spot. Um, for the poll, and then there were two people who voted Michigan at the 18th spot in the poll. Okay. So uh, what are your thoughts on Michigan being ranked 11th, and then what are you kind of thinking of that range there, how people had them anywhere from uh, the number six spot to the 18th spot? Um, I, I thought it was a little bit low. Um given where I thought we were around seven or eight. So us dropping down. Am I a little surprised? Maybe not. I think, I think it might go hand in hand with what Jim Harbaugh is doing as far as like not even um, announcing who the quarterback is. So you get that level of uh, question mark and suspense on who's going to be. We don't know similar to Florida. So Florida actually, I believe Florida dropped two, didn't they? Um, probably given because of the suspension of the players and not having a clear-cut quarterback starting that game. So I think both teams did drop. Um, am I all right with it? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm fine with it. And, you know, at the lower, maybe the better, and we'll see how it happens. And we'll, you know, it, to me, on the lower end, it's okay. But if you're on a high, high end and then you lose, and you lose badly, it looks really, really bad. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I I'm okay with us being at 11. I think if we went any lower than that, that would be kind of, um, yeah, I wouldn't agree with that, but, uh, I think it's not as low as I thought. I thought we'd be in the top 10, but 11 was a little bit, uh, low, but, uh, there was a lot of shifting going on in this ranking too. You know, I had Alabama moving over Ohio state. So, which was interesting, and that wasn't the case during the you know the regular the off season. So, um, but yeah, pretty interesting poll. Yeah, I um I'm totally happy with the 11th spot. I I think that's appropriate. Um, I personally don't think the team should start in the top 10 just with all the personnel that was lost. I'm not saying that it's not top 10 team. But just as far as, like, the beginning of the season, a lot of question marks. I mean, we talked about how many question marks there are with uh, the quarterback, with the offensive line, and um, the defense with how many players were lost on the defense. 
Um, so I think 11 is appropriate. I think basically any I, – I think anywhere between 10 and 15 um, would have been absolutely appropriate. I would have been okay with anywhere in there. Um, higher than 10, I'd kind of be looking like, uh, you know, I feel like you're kind of getting some assumptions there because there are other teams out there that have um, – people returning and uh, better situations that they're going into in 2017. Again, this is me just saying, you know, just from a preseason standpoint, I'm not saying that Michigan's going to finish the year off at ending at the 11th spot, but just as far as the preseason poll goes. But then outside of 15-2, I think it's kind of, you know, a a little bit of um, would be throwing a little bit of disrespect at Michigan or um, underrating them. So, uh, six, th- those, uh, the low and the high that I was talking about, six seems pretty high. 18th doesn't seem outrageous, but does seem pretty low. So happy with the 11th spot. We'll see some things early on to see how well, um, that kind of might match up. And I know that we have our own views and I'll say it again, uh, cause we do say it quite often personally, uh, ranking shouldn't come out probably for like four to six weeks. Oh yeah. Because yeah. if you say a team is ranked fifth in the country, which honestly I don't have in front of me, so I don't know who that is, but then they wind up completely blowing it and never being any good. It's still, it's still, people are still going to think that holds weight. Um, like what was it when uh, last year Notre Dame and or Michigan State when they were winning or losing yeah. or something um, yeah. at the beginning of the season they were both ranked really high. Yeah. So then when certain teams beat them, it helped their uh, resume saying, hey, we beat this ranked team. Well, then you finish off the season and, you know, those were four and eight and three and nine teams. So really, how good of a win was that? No, that win wasn't that good because that team wound up wound up not being good that year. So it just is kind of a mess with everything. Yeah, you're right. And having that, you know, it's a good example having the, the Notre Dame, Florida, I mean, Michigan State going at it. At, and to say have Michigan State beat uh, Notre Dame at Notre Dame, and you're thinking, wow, they're much better than we thought. And, and ended up being t- two of the top teams were worse and probably one of the worst seasons they ever had. So, but, um, you're right. I mean, there's a there's there's games on here. If you take the Alabama Florida State right off the bat, one of those is going to jump ahead to number one. One of them are yeah. uh, just coming off a week, so you're already going to have a shake up in the number one spot. If Alabama wins, they stay, and if Florida loses, they drop. So you're already going to have a shake up. But uh, some of these are a little puzzling to me. I I think uh, USC is exactly where they should be, maybe even higher at three. Um, uh, just because they have our Darnold, uh, Darnold out there, and he's probably one of the best quarterbacks in the country. But uh, Penn State, a little interesting. We'll see how that is, I think, because they have all these returning guys. But I think they're a little bit high. Oklahoma is interesting because they do have to play Ohio State, I believe, in the second game of their schedule. Um, we don't know how they're going to be, and that's exactly a team that you you, you were kind of – mentioning or you didn't mention them but you're talking about a team that started off ranked high lost really bad to ohio state last year and then started picking it up as they went along so and based on this college playoff 
experience and what we're going through instead of the BCS. Remember, we we're talking about BCS, what, three or four years, four years ago, four or five years ago, where you you want to lose in the beginning of the season. And that helps you if you win out. But college football, this new college football playoff poll top four you get in, it actually doesn't have that doesn't really work. Right. If you looked at Ohio State, they lost. They didn't even get to the Big Ten conference championship and they still got in so that at times makes me go hmm yeah you want to lose early but losing late sometimes works in your favor too so and that certainly didn't happen in the bcs era yeah yeah for sure so uh it'll be i mean you know it's gonna happen i i don't have Doing these kind of preseason rankings and these rankings week to week, I don't have a huge problem with. But then how it affects, because it does, I feel like this, the AP poll does have an effect on the college football playoff poll when it starts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they say or how they really believe it, but I honestly do believe that the information that they get from the AP poll influences how they start with the college football playoff poll. Uh, so I think that's kind of a load of garbage. But, yeah, this is um, – so Michigan at 11th, uh, talking a little bit about the Big Ten then. Uh, you have three Big Ten teams in the top ten then. So in the top 11, you have four. Uh, Wisconsin comes in at nine, Penn State six, and Ohio State at two. Um, so the Big Ten looking uh, pretty well there. But then outside of that, they don't – I mean, once you get past 11, you don't have anybody for the rest of the top 25. But uh, SEC dominance. Oh, yeah. With one in the top 10. (laughs) Right. There you go. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's the ACC doing much better than that. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. It's well, you know, like you said, I I'm I'm not going to count out LSU or any of them because, you know, they could do really well. They got a good team, too. So, you know, anything can happen. So it's really interesting, though. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Big Ten and kind of um, continuing to focus on them here for a minute, uh, there was something released about the uh, top 10 odds for a team going either 11 and 1 or 12 and 0 in 2017. And obviously, you're going to have, I think, I, I actually, you know, I'm not sure how it was explained. If they were just breaking it down for the top 10 in the uh let me see that one where was that that was tweeted out um okay i think it was broken no it was not broken down by the just the teams in top 10 these these are the teams that have the highest percent chance of going either 11-1 or 12-0 in the 2017 season um, not how, not the top 10 teams from like in the AP poll, this is the top 10% chances. Yeah. So Bama comes in at 61%, Ohio stays at 42%, Wisconsin 33, USC 28, Oklahoma 27, Florida state 21, Penn state 21, Clemson 19, Washington 14, Stanford 14. And then it goes on beyond that. So for the Big Ten, Ohio State is at, uh, comes in second at 42%. Uh, 
chance of going 11-1 or 12-0. Wisconsin, 33%. Penn State, 21%. So Michigan doesn't even crack the top 10, which doesn't surprise me because of the situation that they're in with uh, the players that they lost um, and things like that. But then also... Also, yeah, because, one of the worst schedules too. Yeah, because so. I was I was just gonna say also with the schedules. Now here's yeah. an interesting thing to point out though, is because uh, as far as the AP rankings go, and as we just stated, however questionable they may be, Michigan is playing uh, four ranked teams on their schedule for 2017. Ohio State plays three ranked teams. And then Penn State plays two ranked teams, while Wisconsin only has one ranked team on their schedule. That's us. Yeah, and that's us. And so that's uh, 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 those three. Those three teams that have uh, uh, those three Big Ten teams that have the highest percent chance of going eleven one or twelve and zero are all on Michigan's schedule. Yeah, well, that tells you why they they put uh, Wisconsin at what thirty three percent. Oh yeah. That to- I mean, that's why. Yeah, that to- that totally makes sense. I mean, everybody's been talking about how favorable Wisconsin's schedule is, so um, so yeah, there's there's a decent chance with that, and um, so Penn State plays Ohio State and Michigan. Ohio State plays Penn State and Michigan, but then also plays that uh, game against Oklahoma. So, hmm. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like I said, I'm not surprised that Michigan is not in that top ten percent because Michigan has a tougher schedule this year. I mean, granted, um, the Ohio State game is home, and I know it's not um, anticipated to be as uh, intense of a game as it was last year uh, because how the team did last year. But the Michigan State game is a home game for Michigan, but then it is road for Penn State and Wisconsin. Then the Florida game is neutral, so. Yeah, and you know that's why the very important game with Ohio State is when they play Oklahoma in that second game coming up what September ninth. So, and then you got uh, next one would be tough one would maybe be Nebraska at home at at Nebraska, and then maybe Penn State would be the next one. But uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, on I. I'm not surprised to see Ohio State where they are, even with the schedule that they have, because it is Ohio State, because it is Urban Meyer coaching. And like we've said, Urban Meyer is a good coach. Doesn't mean that we have to like him, but he is a good coach. And they have a really stacked roster and did not lose as many people players as uh, some other people did. So them being that high, even with that uh, tougher schedule than some, uh, is not too surprising to see. But uh, something that I'm I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here, Craig. Sorry I forgot to mention at the beginning, but I realized that this is something that we kind of have to talk about today because, like okay. I said, this is the last episode of the offseason. Um, so we we did we talked about this. We always do that. Uh, we've done this each year where we talk about it at the very beginning of the offseason. So here it is at the very end of the offseason and we need to talk about it again, but we need to do a prediction for the season before yeah. it gets away from us. So I'm going to kind of, if 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 you do, haven't already, pull up the schedule um, and uh, kind of maybe 
prepare some thoughts and everything because I forgot to send this to you beforehand that we might be talking about this. Um, but we'll do, we'll both give our predictions for the overall record for the 2017 season. Um, and we'll get into that discussion here in a second, but just for everyone, uh, I know that this is going to be a lot of information to go through and you're probably pretty well aware of this, but, uh, starting off with the neutral game against Florida, uh, then two home games against Cincinnati and Air Force for going on the uh, first true row game to Purdue. And then home against Michigan State, which actually the uh, the bye week is right in between there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, two road games at Indiana, at Penn State, and then coming back for two games against Rutgers and then Minnesota. And two road games after that at Maryland, at Wisconsin, before finishing off at home against Ohio State. Okay. So that is uh, the 2017 schedule. Do you want me to begin with my thoughts on uh, the record, or do you want to go ahead and kind of start that conversation? Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you take those reins. All right, well, uh, I've said it kind of before because um, obviously there are the four key games that we actually were just talking about, the four ranked teams that Michigan is going to be facing off against um, that everybody's been kind of questioning. Uh, okay, so is Michigan going to go 2-2, two and 3-1? Two, and one? Will they be able to go 4-0? and oh? I, um, I have a hard time looking at this whole thing and seeing that Michigan is not going to lose at least one game. Uh, with the situation where they are at with the return, uh, the returning starters and things like that. I think guys will step in and that will have uh, a lot of success, both offensively and defensively. But just with the youth, I uh, am not saying that's not possible, but I do see that there is going to be at least one loss uh, between those four teams with Florida, uh, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. Um I'm leaning towards the loss being either Penn State or Wisconsin. Um, And I mentioned this before with the potential trap game being Indiana. Right. And my explanation for that is because Michigan State is the week before, which is a high-strung emotional game, and then you go on the road to Indiana before going on the road to Penn State, um, which is going to be, you know, a big game this year because of how everybody's talking about Penn State and everybody's talking down about Michigan. And Indiana is that team that we've said before uh, for I don't know how many years running it's been, but they just keep close games. They're an athletic team. Uh, their, offensive ha- uh, their offense has always kind of been um, running at a high level but their defense hasn't always been able to keep up, but it's kind of uh, gone through some changes. I know they went through a lot of coaching changes, so maybe things will start dipping back down for them again this year, but they, they compete at a high level. So, you know, somebody you don't want to fall asleep on. So that's, that's a potential trap game. I know a lot of people are looking at the Wisconsin as another potential trap game. So for an overall record, for the regular season for 2017, I am going to go with 10 and 2. Good. 
So okay. I'm, I'm going with 10 and two, another, uh, another minimum of a 10 win season overall, even with the postseason. however, it rolls out, um, whether there's a big 10 title game in there or not, but at least a bowl game and everything. So another 10 win season for Michigan, uh, two regular season losses. That will be my written down, my prediction for the 2017 season. Not good prediction. Okay. All right. Mine you made some good points. I, you know, I think we got some, uh, you know, pretty tough game out of conference games in the beginning. So that'll, uh, sweeten, uh, Michigan up a little bit. I think that's really good for us. Uh, I think these are games that are winnable in the beginning. The first, like you were saying, the first three games, let's say, um, that'll get our feet wet. That way we'll be able to know, uh, what players can do, what, um, uh, get a little, um, growth going and maturity on on the team uh some playing experience for the freshmen and the players that haven't had any um i think that's a good thing so you know i do not i just at this point just given florida i don't see us i don't uh i think that's a game that's winnable uh, the one game, <clears throat> like you were talking about, the Michigan State. I think when you then we don't have... wait. Hold on, sorry. You don't think it's winnable for Michigan no. or for... No, for Florida? Okay, no. that's that's why I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Yep. So uh, sorry about that. But um, and then you got uh, you know I think our our, our uh, bye week comes after the uh, Purdue game. So um, and that's a uh, game four that we'll be playing September twenty third at Purdue. So. And then we play Michigan State, and, and that's not one. I like your trap game because of all, if I look at the schedule, out of all the teams that are not in the top 25 and they're not as good, the one team I would say, and the reason I believe you picked it is because it is a away game at Indiana, and Indiana always seems to play well at their in their in their stadium and. Everybody knows that Indiana beat Michigan State too, so and took them out when State should have beat them and they didn't. So, but Indiana is always a tough game. In fact, when we played them at home with Rudock uh, here, we had a tough time winning that game. So, I like your pick with that. Um, the Penn State at Penn State with the wideout worries me, of course. Um, I see him a little bit overrated, a little bit uh, too high in the on the pole. But uh, my trap game might be, like you said, Indiana. I like that pick, but also I'm going to say don't overlook Minnesota. They got a good team. Uh, Fleck is a great coach. He's a fiery coach. He's going to have them ready, but it is at the big house, so I'm not too worried. Um, but Minnesota would be my trap game. I don't see – I can't put Wisconsin as a trap game because they're a good team and it is is a way. But I'm with you. I see 10-2. And and I see one of those losses, it might be to, like you were talking about, how this team faded at the end. And I hope that's not the case this year. Hopefully we're playing even better as it goes along. And I can see that happening. But if we're fading, I don't see how we get out of Wisconsin with a win or – uh, against Ohio State, so, uh, but yeah, I'd say ten and two too. That'll be my pick too. Okay, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because um, I was uh, thinking that that I forgot to mention um, 
that point about how Michigan has had that. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's two years, so it's not it's not that long of a reputation, but the bad habit of uh, not the wheels necessarily falling off the wagon, but um, you know, they not playing at what you anticipate their level of competition to be at the end of the season. Yeah, um, and Spate have you know, I know he was hurt, so you know, I might have had something to do with it. I get it, but you're right. But you have to account for injuries. You have to account for later on <clears throat> season, you know. And I know Spate wasn't exactly himself, but you know, if all the other teams can do it. We can too. So, yeah, yeah, that's the thing exactly. Is where it's just like I mean, we're in that situation, but so should the other teams be in that situation. So, <clears throat> I mean, I know um, in 2015 it was a little different because. Uh, they, the loss, the regular season losses were to, well, obviously at the beginning with Utah, but then Michigan State was kind of in the uh, middle of the season. And then uh, the uh, awful game that was Ohio State, which was uh, Michigan's worst loss in the past two years um, there at the end of the season. But then last year, it was the ugly game with the ugly loss to Iowa the rough finish to the Ohio State game and the, uh, I don't know if you would say catastrophe, that was the FSU game. So a lot of issues there at the end of the season. So that also puts, uh, I don't know if you would say pressure, but focus on that Wisconsin game because you're putting Wisconsin and Ohio State back-to-back. I know back in 2015 it was Penn State and Ohio State back-to-back for the last two games. Um, actually kind of interestingly enough, looking back at it, it was, um, back in 2015, it was at Indiana at Penn state, then home versus Ohio state. So that, uh, looking kind of back at that, that's not exactly the easiest, uh, thing to do putting those two road games right in front of Ohio state. But yeah, it's, that's another reason too, why, why I'm leaning at that 10 and two spot, because, I want to see Michigan overcome that repetitive issue that they've had where they they've had one at least one game if not multiple games at the end of the season where there's a distinct drop off on their level of competition like you said whether it's due to injuries or whatever see them be able to play through that and if they can then yeah absolutely you know 11-1 who knows 12 and 0 is still is still possible but I'm putting my prediction in at the uh 10 and 2 so yep no it's a good prediction i'm putting them in, i'm putting them in at 10 and 2 also and with that wisconsin ohio state back-to-back isn't very good but uh yeah good yeah good pick yeah so that's uh but that's the way the schedule works out so meh, it happens i mean so we will be ready soon to watch how that plays out. So we'll go ahead and uh, transition here into some closing thoughts before we let you guys go.
Uh, well, actually, before we close things off, I didn't want to include this in the main part of the episode, but I, I kind of I came across something interesting, and I think maybe somebody was talking about it on the radio, and that's how I discovered this. But quick question, Craig, how important do you think the bye week is in college football? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it depends on where it's at, really. I mean, where it's placed, but... Um... What do you think, like, what if somebody was just like, okay, college football is no longer going to have a bye week? What What would you say to that? Uh, will, the, will it shorten the season? I uh, mean, will it? Uh, no. Uh, well, I don't know. It, that That's a little bit deeper than I was thinking with it. But if, <laughs> what do you, like, if they're just like, we're eliminating the bye week, um, not not adding a game or anything like maybe some some conferences season starts early and some conference starts later. All, all I'm saying is, what would you think if somebody said, "Okay, there's not going to be a bye week in college football"? Uh, I don't like it. I like the bye week. It gets your guys time to, especially if you look at Michigan's schedule, gives our guys time to rest and recuperate. And sometimes that bye week is needed for. Uh, injuries and things like that i know sometimes players you know you get on a roll and sometimes a a break stops that roll going but uh i like the break it helps me sometimes to go okay i I love michigan football for four games and now i can kind of focus on some of the other teams that i like and i like to watch too instead of just michigan so i like it I, i think it's needed it gives to me I think it just makes the season a little bit longer having it there. So, yeah. Okay. I, I, my quick thoughts, I think it's good. Same reasons you were saying, uh, sometimes it can be a good thing depending where it sits. And sometimes it can be a bad thing, just like you were talking about with the momentum, but overall, I think it's a good thing, you know, player safety, getting a little bit of rest in there and everything. I'm sure that this has happened at other times as well, but this is the first time that I've seen it and been aware of it ahead of time, but there is at least one team that essentially is not going to have a bye week in 2017, and that's actually USC. Wow. So interesting to think about with how everybody's so high on USC and saying that they're going to do so well, they technically don't have a bye week because it's the last week of college football. So when we're playing Ohio State, USC is going to be taking a break. Okay. So, essentially, yes, they'll have a bye week if they make it into the their conference championship game. But as far as the regular season goes, they will have back to back to back to back to back game. You know, never ending games. There is not going to be a bye week slipped in there anywhere because it is at the very end of their season. So personally, I think that's kind of crappy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not too surprised that's happened. And like I said, I'm sure it's probably happened before, but if that was my team, I would be like, wow, this blows. That would almost be right. (laughs) Right. Every weekend you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I love watching, uh, Michigan play and everything, but I know the importance of being able to take a week off and everything. So just something interesting to put out there that USC, essentially doesn't have a bye week. That is interesting. I wonder if that was on purpose or maybe they see it the way I was just talking about. Maybe they just see it as, Hey, we want, we don't want to slow. 
slow down the mojo. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think um, just a quick thought here before closing things and everything. I think having a bye week in the first two weeks or the last two weeks is awful, and I know some schools do that. Um, but having one is better than not having one, in my opinion. So, Yeah. <clears throat> but interesting to uh, take note of. So um, we, <clears throat> I'll share a couple things here, too, because we do have um, – the first preview of the 2017 season coming up next week. Uh, it'll be out about this time next week. Um, but if you guys want to share predictions with us, uh, our voicemail is always open. Our email is always open, and we are on Twitter every day. But uh, email bluebrothersportscast at gmail.com, or the voicemail is 551 551- Two five eight three two seven six. That's easy to remember because it's five five one blue bro. You can leave a short message and we can put it on the show. Um, and then of course on Twitter, blue bros underscore and our names. So B L U E B R O S underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. Feel free to share our thoughts. We'll be talking about uh, things next week about the Florida game. Predictions, thoughts, back into some of our old regular weekly items that I will have to uh, take off the shelf and wipe the dust off of to get ready and maybe make some new updates and changes for the 2017 season. But it will be exciting. That is for sure. Yep. Well, we can't wait, man. Football season's coming up. We wait a long time. Man, it felt like a long year. Golly. I know. I think with everything that was going on during their off season and with how boring some other sports have gotten, like for me, how boring baseball is and how boring I used to watch uh, the NBA, at least the postseason uh, with interest. But this year I did not watch a single uh, postseason game because I was not into it. So uh, it did definitely feel dragged out this year. So it's been long overdue. Yeah. Yep, long overdue. Can't wait. So time to get excited, folks. Yep, get ready for Michigan football next week by watching a little bit of college football this weekend uh, and get excited for it. So we thank you guys for tuning in, uh, as always. Uh, Hopefully the weekend will be here uh, quickly for you all so we can enjoy some of that college football. But we will finish things off, as always. Go Blue. Go Blue.